0: Welcome, all my friends, hooligans, with all the shenanigans. This is Les Tech, More Nick. I'm Devante. And this is Eric. Les More Nick Mmm, y'all hear what I say Les More Nick For your mother and your brother We gon' hear from Eric and Devante It's strange times and these are strange days And it's strange people living strange ways So expect Les More Nick And we're just gonna be talking to y'all today. We have no game plan at all for this one. It's gonna be kind of the same thing. We just could talk anyway. But we were just talking about how absurd and easy life is before we even came on here. And I seen, what I was gonna say is, I seen a video earlier when I was scrolling through TikTok and there was this guy, he got home and he had vinyls hanging up on his room, on his wall. And he just pulled one off and like played it. And then he just started like staring at the wall and then laying down on bed and then getting up and then jumping back on bed. And I was like, Jesus Christ, we have a very simple, easy life. But if he filmed himself doing that
1: though, cause that's what TikTok is, you're conscious, he, he consciously did that. So yeah, simple life, but he did it for attention. It must've been, I mean, I'm assuming most reels you see on TikTok, they're popular enough to where you're, you know, it had a lot of views. So he consciously made this video knowing he was gonna get attention, I'm assuming. Oh
0: yeah, I don't think anybody goes on there with the intention of not having some type of attention. But it was just interesting that he was doing that. And I was like, man, he literally could be doing anything else. But he's literally just jumping on the bed and looking at the wall. And I was like, we have much too simple of a life. There's people out there that are actually struggling, struggling. Well, I think most
1: people are struggling, but... Again, he consciously made that video to publish to other people, which is, again, it's insane. It's really odd. It's an odd video, but, you know, clearly he felt like he needed to share that. I guess that's same as us. We feel like we have a message. We have the time and convenience to share about our lives. But, you know, I was going to ask you, you know, we haven't really caught up that much. I feel like I've just been busy, you know, at the gym. Like, how are you doing as an individual? It's May 30th,
0: 2023. So we're, well, basically three in a few months. How is life? Life is good. That's nothing crazy. I think I've been angry recently, but I think it's because I need a change of pace. I think I'm so eager to leave right now and have new experiences and new challenges, which is why I'm applying for two other jobs. Do something else as well, on top of all the other shit I'm doing.
1: So when you say experiences, you mean you want to create, you want to pull weight, you have a lot of drive in your life. Yeah, absolutely. You feel like isn't being
0: yeah and then i also feel like i've met everybody that i need to meet right now in this place and i need to meet new people i need to create new experiences with new people instead of doing the same thing monotonously over and over again it's kind of the same thing how i felt whenever i wanted to leave back home i wanted to leave back home for a long time but whenever i was like really ready to leave i just needed something new a change of pace because i don't feel like whatever i'm supposed to be doing I'm not doing it. I don't feel like I'm, I have like a real purpose here anymore. I feel like I've completed my purpose here. Okay. There you go. That was actually going to be my next question. It's like, so what
1: would it be? Ultimately, you're looking for purpose. It sounds.
0: Yeah. New stage of life. I don't fear change. I want change. Mm -hmm. I think change really excites me, whereas most people, they're afraid of change because they don't know what's out there. But that excites me, not knowing what's out there. And that's what I'm chasing right now is, like, I want something new. I want new experiences. But, yeah, and it's purely more for excitement. But, again, for someone like you, you do
1: ultimately want a family, right? which means attracting a girl you would find suitable to have kids with and also, ideally, have a two-parent stable household where you're able to support and provide for your kids if they want to play soccer, they want to play football, they want to play basketball. Chess club. Whatever they want to do. You want to be able to be like, hey, that I want to be able to use a credit
0: card or whatever, swipe, not even think about that kind of stuff, I'm assuming. Well, yeah, I think that's what everybody wants. Mm-hmm. It's what everybody wants. I don't know. I just feel like right now I've completed most of what i needed to complete. Like I'm starting to go do new shit now because I need something new to do. I need new experiences. So I went paddleboarding for the first time Sunday, which was a lot of fucking fun. It was a lot of fun. I invited you to go do that. I might go camping this weekend, which is something I (laughs) would never do. I'm planning on going on doing a couple of hikes, maybe. Just something new. And that's how I know. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, I definitely got to get out of here. Well, is it that you have
1: to get out of here or you're like a dog without a sled? I mean, I think you're like many men. It's not necessarily... Again, I'm not saying you don't want to leave it. ultimately, but I would say... You sound like, again, many men to me, where you're a dog without a sled, myself included. Well, I got my sled now, I've got a son, but, you know, even that, it's not, you know, my circumstance is a lot different. You know, if I was actually with this girl and, you know, we chose to have a kid, that would be, you know, that's a real sled. This is like a I'm like half tethered to a sled right now, which is very interesting. I mean, it makes you think about more, you know, for me, just how my brain works, more ways to make money, obviously, you know, paying child support now and stuff like that. Are you actually paying child support? No, more or less, yeah. I mean, it's not through the county, but I'm helping her out, which is a lot better than
0: paying actual child support.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could, just cause I work for myself, I can really fudge the numbers and screw her over and never see my kid. I mean, I could have played the game and just been like, ah, well, prove it's mine. Oh, it's mine. You know, basically have the county do it and then just, you know, stated income. I work for myself. They can't garnish my wages. So I could have said I made whatever. And then it's, you know, most of the time the county's so busy and they're so understaffed. They don't even fuck with that stuff. And they don't even look at tax returns or anything. And, you know, she would have basically got nothing. So she would have got no help. Instead of now, I'm really helping her out. Not only helping her out, but I actually take him and try to teach him things because she's just in a tough scenario, obviously. But again, that, that's my sled. You know, for you, when, when I hear you talk, when I hear a lot of other men talk now, we'll say mid-20s to, fuck, mid-40s, and in women, too, it's not just men. It's like people have become untethered. They're no longer pulling any weight. You know, humans have built such a convenient world, like you just talked about with that TikTok. We literally, again... Look at a record on the wall. Play the record while I film myself doing it. Like, if my grandfather saw this, he would be blown away. He'd be like, what in the fuck? I, I mean, I think he'd find it very interesting, but it would blow him away. Not only the technology,
0: but just how people behave. I think I got to go show my grandfather some of this shit. I want to see his <laughs> reaction. How old is he? I think he's 86. Okay. I mean, that's, a, go that's to me. a totally
1: different generation.
0: And he grew up in this exact same town that he lives now. So he's been there all 86, 87 years.
1: This is your mom's son,
0: yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. He's and this is a, a town of I think maybe five hundred to seven hundred people, mm-hmm. and he's been there his entire life. And then my grandmother is a teacher there, so I can't. I want to show him this because he is he knows nothing about this. You know, he grew up ranching. And I actually am intrigued to see what he would say about most of this shit because he still watches all the westerns and stuff like that. And but he's pretty disconnected from. Oh, he's extremely disconnected. I mean. Growing up, whenever we would visit Colorado, I would go ranching with him. So I used to do all the shit. I used to ride horses, get the calves in, branding and all that shit. I used to do all of that shit. And he would be, he'd wake up at like four o'clock. He'd get me up at like five and we'd go out and do all this shit. And we'd come back for lunch. So this is like 12, maybe one o'clock, depending how busy it was. And then we'd go back out and we'd stop around like maybe six. And then, you know, He'd turn on the TV, watch the news or something, and we have dinner. It was like a family. Like, that's that's the society, like, he comes from. That's how he grew up, doing all that. Like, there was very minimal TV for him. And then our generation now, watching it in our phones, we were just talking about how people scroll through TikTok and Instagram while they're fucking driving.
1: Yeah, dude. I can't believe you are in a car with someone doing that. I mean, I can believe it, but it's like, man, you pick people up from the airport and you're going to scroll. Like, that's great. I mean, it's addicting. I mean, I get it. It's, it's insanely addicting. But it's funny you say that. I had a buddy... Back in the day, like when we used to go ride, yeah, he'd be like on Instagram while driving and stuff. And it's like, holy shit. Yeah, and I've been guilty of going through music, don't get me wrong, but yeah. I've never turned, out, I've never been on like social media. Even the music, that's a distraction. I try to use like the arrows in the screen, you know, just because I have Bluetooth, but yeah, I try not to look at my phone while I'm, I'm driving, just because there's nothing bad necessary. Yeah. It would have to be very important, work related or something for me to. Actually, use my phone while driving. Even then, that's very reckless. Like talking about it now, I sound like an idiot. Where I'm just like, that email does that really need to be answered right now? Do you really need to respond to that? Do you really need to do that? Uh, Generally speaking, no. Maybe one out of a hundred times you're looking at your phone. And even then, I would argue that's complete bullshit. There's no reason to look at your phone while you're driving. No,
0: but we're so attached to it; it's our third hand. You mean it's our man? It's a it's part of us. Oh, it's one hundred percent part of us.
1: And it amplifies all of our characteristics. Heavily, I mean, and it's turned us very individual. I mean, it's made us a very, very
0: individualistic. You know, I don't know if people in today's society actually realize that they really do have a problem with the technology use because there's a guy that we work with and I've asked him, I was like, hey man, do you think you're addicted to your phone? Do you think you're addicted to social media? He looked at me and he was like, mm, no, I don't think so. And I was like, interesting. I was like, you know, every time you work, almost the entire time, you're scrolling through Instagram or you're on your phone at some point in time, like almost the entire time.
1: I think you're the only one that works at the front desk that you're usually engaged with someone else. You're talking to Carol, you're, if I'm in between clients, because you know, that's all I do is study people is, you know, so I go hour after hour in between, I have a short break, you know, a few minutes come up front and normally you're engaged, you're talking to, you know, occasionally you'll be on your phone or the the screen or like the a computer doing something, you know, whether it's work related or not, but most of the other people that work there, again, that's not just one individual, they're on their phones, they're scrolling through stuff on their phones and it's just like, holy shit. I mean, you know, obviously COVID made it worse, but I think we're already, had, we were headed here either way with or without COVID.
0: I think people would be buried in their phones. So, Absolutely. Our phones are just, like you said, they're part of us now. I believe that one fucking hundred percent. Oh. I mean, it's just interesting because I I talked to Carol. We can use her name because she'll never listen to this. (laughs) And she's older, um, man, it goes to the gym, (laughs) but she's super sweet. I love her, but she's always asking me for help with her phone. And she'll like call me accidentally. She'll be like, Oh, did I call you? It's like, well, we're on the phone. Aren't we, Carol? (laughs) She's like, man, I fucking hate this shit. I can't get to this. It, It is interesting to see. People of her generation as opposed to ours. She was telling me a story about how her mom couldn't figure out how to use a VCR, Uh which is the most simple device ever created. Mm -hmm. It's play, fast forward, rewind, (laughs) stop. And she couldn't figure out any of that. So her at that time had to figure, she had to help her mom figure that out. And I can't wait to see what we have to help our kids try to figure out. And what they're going to end up teaching us.
1: If people have kids. I mean, I realize I have a kid if you have kids. I mean, you I have kids still. Most people aren't. I mean, I look at most people. They're not. I mean, I get some people are having kids, but a
0: lot of people are not. Whether they're involuntarily doing it or not. So let me ask you this. Before you found out that you had a kid, I feel like I know the answer to this. But for the people who don't know you, do you think that you were mentally prepared to have a child before you found out that you had a kid? Oh, man, dude. I don't think anyone's mentally prepared. Uh, I mean, yeah. But you
1: don't, yeah, mentally prepared is, again, that's kind of a loaded term. I would say. Mentally and emotionally prepared. I mean, we'll just say no, but again, more no because I don't date. I mean, well, I do. I I have done it, but it's like, eh, I don't date long-term enough to bring in a child. You know, I wouldn't get married. But again, you'd want to be with that person to some capacity, whatever your relationship looked like, you know, you'd actually want to be with someone. And obviously I haven't been for, you know, my longest relationships, probably about six months, you know, quite the indictment on me. That's about the second (laughs) longest relationship. About six months. Yeah, but your first one was like four years, or your longest, so longest. Yeah, yeah, so a little different, but then again, we've already talked about all that, but no, I mean, yeah, I guess no, because I was, you know, I never thought I'd have kids more of just like, ah, shit, I'm just, again, carbon meat sack that, again, I mean, I'm fucking blind fucked up in the head which everyone thinks they're fucked up in the head it's like i don't want to pass on these jeans you know it's like fuck that i'm just and it's like i don't want the responsibility i just want to have fun i don't want to deal or work with someone else like i don't need a woman especially with the internet now when you just order girls up online you know it's uh i mean it's crazy and again that's but people feel it man i mean i was just telling Devontae, you know, before we started this is definitely got back into some of my old habits. It's interesting because so I hooked up with someone last night off of online hinge. Obviously everyone knows what that is I feel like now. And I sent her my podcast but it's funny so I went out to my car, sent it to her then it started like playing in my car and I was listening to myself. It was like halfway through for whatever reason and I was literally talking about how I haven't watched porn in three months and how it's like all of these things and it's like interesting. So Eric basically february or whenever that was recorded of this year i was a very different person and not that i'm again i'm the same sentient being but my attitude constantly is shifting based on the circumstances obviously was in a relationship i mean i really meant what i said when you know it didn't end great obviously so, you know, it's how easy it was. Now, it was okay for a little bit, but how, you know, when you're not getting regular sex and you got a sex drive, your body's used to it. You're going to go back in your old habits. And, you know, is it because I'm saying, fuck it. And that's what I've had to think about. Like watching porn, even downloading Hinge again, being, you know, so anti-dating apps. That's a, it's a world of convenience, you know? I mean, I'm working my ass off too. I'm, I got multiple jobs. I had another job. I'm Ubering on top of doing this, on top of selling cars, on top of personal training. And it's even being that busy, we still have enough time to really think. And, you know, I got all my other Maslow's hierarchy of needs met. So I'm like, well, procreating sounds fun. Watch porn, did it for a little bit. That was like, ah, this isn't really doing it for me. Let's see if I can meet some girls online. That was kind of my thought last week. And I was very successful. And I did within, I mean, more or less four four or five days. And that was... Half-ass trying, I would say. You know, they don't pay for the premium. You only get, what, five or six swipes on Hinge before they cut it off. Very half-ass doing it. But it was interesting meeting her yesterday, obviously, and then hooking up. And, I mean, she, it was, her story sounded like so many other girls I've talked to. A couple years younger than me, 31. Very nice person. Very educated. Professional job. You know, has money literally getting a townhome built, all these things. And it was really interesting to hear her talk about, you know, how important her sexual freedom was to her, but also this idea, and she's only been single for about a year, not even, that she also wanted someone. She wanted the sexual liberation, but also wanted a partner. And, you know, as a male, I, I was just very honest with her. I'm just like, yeah, I don't have a lot of trust with everything that's happened in my life. You could say I'm damaged or whatever, even when I thought, you know, people were being very honest to me, I find out people weren't being honest to me and it hurts as a guy. You're just like, man, like, well, if everyone's fucking dishonest and then you throw the internet where everyone's sleeping with everyone on top of it, you might as well throw yourself back in it, you know? And that, that was kind of my rationale behind probably downloading it last week, you know? And I've hooked up a couple of times, but just with like old partners, two other partners since I've been single. So I've been single for what, two, three months and I've slept with three people actively trying not to do it. Like really being mindful of like, eh, like this is probably not the best thing to do. And it's just so easy. And it's what we obviously promote in our, I would argue we promote it in our culture. I mean, listening to her last night was like listening to so many other women of all ages. We'll say from 18 to mid 40s where they're they kind of want their cake and eat it too and guys do as well like it's not just girls i mean how did you feel after you hooked up with her i was actually okay because i told her we were very i was very upfront with her about everything like i'm always upfront with girls but it was like an egregious amount of everything and she was totally okay with it being a hookup she even like offered it as a hookup just like yeah this is what it is i'm just trying to explore and have fun you know i've been single but it was interesting because her underlying tone was well i also am open to dating you know men offer relationships she was making it very apparent that it's like if i were to offer a relationship she would cut off all the other men she would delete all the other apps you know she got to know me pretty well have my shit together you know obviously i I check off boxes off for a lot of girls where i think they're either down to hook up with me they're down to be in a relationship with me i get it i'm not stupid i guess that was very interesting conversation and i told her i'm like yeah well i'll tell you right now before we did anything i was like there's nothing more i want to do than rip your clothes off but also trust me when this is all over i'll walk away i'm gonna drive home and i'll sleep like a baby i won't even think twice about this you on the other hand will think about this I can promise you that. And again, that sounds cocky as shit of me, but I just know how the human brain works. I'm like, you're clearly on the fence about what you want in your life. She was very affirmed in that her body count, the hooking up did not affect her value to her ability to find a man. And I was like, eh, most men are pretty territorial. I told her, it's like, I, I don't even know if I want to date. Again, I'm, I can't discount anything, but in today's world, a guy like me It's very agreeable, doesn't really care, has his own shit. You know, I already got the kid. I mean, I'm okay with my life, and I definitely am not looking for any of that. And even if I was, I don't know if it would matter to me or not at this point, because I've done everything. I've done girls with super low body counts, girls with super high body counts, open, poly, all these things. It's like too much choice we have. And I was like, so all I've tried to do is limit my choice. Obviously, we shouldn't even know each other. You know, I had this conversation with her. Basically, how we met is absurd. The fact we're together right now is absurd. But what we did was real. I mean, and again, after it was all done, again, I was like, oh, well, that was very exciting. As I've talked about, it's funny, listening to my own podcast on the way home, I was very present, I was okay with it. And then listening to the podcast as my own podcast as I was driving home, I was like, yep. And I deleted it immediately. That's actually funny because fuck. I was talking to... I think I had it for like 48 hours, and I think I had like 10 or 11 matches, and I was talking to a girl that goes to a a lot. (laughs) Oh, really? This is off. You're gonna let me know who this was. Yeah, I'll tell you. (laughs) But and I told her it's funny. The I literally so she messaged me as so I I drove home. Listen to my own podcast, I was like, God, like, fuck this. I opened it back up. She was the last person that had messaged me. And it was funny because, you know, I read it. It was like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, this or that, you know, talking about what she did. And I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, you literally go to the same gym I do. And I'm like, look, I'm not even going to ask for your number on here. I'm going to talk to you and approach you in person and fucking face rejection like men need to do. And I was like, I'm deleting this shit. Deleted it. And what I thought about after was, you know, I basically was talking to 11 women without ever having to go and approach a girl and, you know, again, face rejection. Like, literally, or, like, have the nerves, or, you know, experience all the things as a man when you do actually have to talk to a girl in person. What the internet's done is it's really put a wall up, and it makes it so it's a lot easier to formulate your thoughts. It's a lot less nerve-wracking, along with endless choice. And, of course, we all know how men and women think, and all these women have so many options. You know, the girl I was with, obviously had been with multiple people. I'm not going to talk about her personal sex life. That's for her. If she wanted to talk about it on here, she might said she might come on actually. So that's for her to talk about, but you know, that's the norm though. And how she talked about it was the norm in that it's okay. And of course, as a guy where I know I'm not going to face any any ramifications, obviously word protection and like, whatever, I walked away and I don't feel anything. Forgot her name for a little bit. We had to like, think about it for me to think about her name. So if that's not toxic as hell, then I I don't know what is. I mean, the problem is that everyone is interfacing with it somehow. Whether you use dating apps or not, if you have an Instagram, if, you know, I look at girls' Instagram, I look at guys' Instagram, It's everyone is thrown into this kind of mix, this melting pot of this global, really sexual marketplace, because sex is just such a strong driving factor
0: for people. You say you don't feel anything. I think you feel something. It may not be feelings towards her, mm, no. but I feel
1: like you feel something. I'm very good at being present in my life and okay with what I did. It's more it feels wrong. It feels like, God, I am literally just a piece to the puzzle. I mean, her stories, Yeah, you know, if she wants to come on and share them, she's more than welcome to. We're crazy. Then again, anyone listening to this, if you are a girl listening to this, you already know what I'm talking about because you probably have an Instagram. You probably have used online dating. You know how men think. We are fucking sick. And again, I talked, it was funny, listening to myself on the drive home, I forgot how vulgar I was. I was like, man, I was talking about like pulling out the her. Wanting to pull out that girl's like big tits or something like that from like the time the hinder the Tinder hookup, I actually turned down. And I'm like, damn, like, fuck, that was a, that was pretty vulgar. It was kind of interesting listening to myself. It was, it kind of made me laugh. And I was like, Jesus, wow. It's a good thing I don't do to work in the corporate world. Get my ass fired. So, what's the difference between Eric then
0: and then Eric now?
1: You know, I would say I got my heart broken, but I would more of my trust was kind of rattled. Of just like, man, everyone is thrown into this. You know, girls intrinsically know how important their past is on top of how easy it is to, you know, withhold information from someone. You know, I know I'm talking about my baby mama and son because you're scared or, you know, I think she was scared of me. I mean, I do believe that. You know, I'm sure I was very mean and all these things. And again, I didn't really believe her at the time, so... Of course, I was probably very aggressive about it. Just like I'd right, prove it, you know, this is bullshit, whatever I said. But then to really go through with it, I mean, that's pretty crazy. You no, know, I guess she had someone else there, but you know, again, she loves she loves the kid. She loves you know my biological son. He is my son. It's a bummer. You know, I don't you know want a relationship with her. I didn't even know who she was. Obviously, yeah. So asking me who, because I didn't know about my kid when that podcast was recorded. I was really. It's not like oh, I turned over a new leaf. It was. Like I was really trying to like, okay, I'm going to limit all these things. Cause I really meant that was the longest I went without porn. I actually was faithful to one girl, you know, very agreeable again. Cause I do have a pretty convenient life. I do find I probably try to save people in my life too much, you know, or, or even girls, especially the ones I've dated, it, the ones that I can tell are like hurting. And again, I sometimes don't always know why I tend to be the one that I like to date because I feel bad. I feel like, damn, I've had such a convenient life. I can make this person's life better instead of, I guess, slowing it down. You know, I think the rate of change now is so fast. So going from starting this podcast, getting a girlfriend, being single, finding out I have a kid, now it's May, you know, hinge hookup, watching porn again, doing things that... I'm like, and eh, like I'm going back in my old ways. It's like that rate that how happened within the span of seven to eight months. I mean, that's phenomenal. Like how fast things change. It's like, you can't even trust yourself in today's world. And I think a lot of people feel this way because there's so much choice. Even you talking about, oh, you know, I, you know, you feel it. You're like, man, I need something else. You know, I, I need, and you can make it happen. I mean, again, even if you wanted to move, you can move. I mean, there's nothing stopping you. You got a car, you know, you can get a job doing something anywhere. You know,
0: you're not, you're definitely not tied to the city at all. Yeah. Which I will be moving. Trust me. I've been looking at places.
1: But you were, I think you are smart enough to understand that you won't, you're not going to find some sort of happiness by moving. You're not just going to. No,
0: that's not. That's not what I'm, you know, when I first decided to move out of Illinois, that's definitely what I thought it was, which it helped me come to some form of happiness. But now, I mean, like I'm happy with who I am and it's not, it's not moving to become happy. It's moving to create a, a different situation for myself, a different life. I like having challenges. I like having to work through things because it shows me who I am. I guess I prove to myself who I am. Because I, I obviously I've never had anything easy, but... So your brain, you're going to look for opportunities. I mean, that's right. I'm means. looking for opportunities to build myself up in society, become a better functioning person in this society. That's what I'm looking for. Because I'm not, I'm not trying to be at the bottom like I was whenever I was growing up. I want to be in an upper echelon, if you will. So I'm getting ready to work maybe four jobs at one time to have multiple streams of income and to build my portfolio up a little more. Because I mean, if I have the time, if I have jobs where I set my own hours, I'm able to do probably all of them in one day. So as much as you can work, if you're in sales, I it's mean, it's like, all sales. It's connection based. So what you do is no
1: different than what I do. But it's you know, the opportunities you have are based on you know the experiences. You know, obviously from childhood to where you're at now. You know, even meeting me doing this is just, and it's a different opportunity. It's just like I'm learning from you. It's an opportunity for me of you know really understanding I'm okay with where I'm at and I think that's what I why I wanted to record tonight anyways was being present like last night and everything it's not like it's not like I was proud of hooking up and I was like eh. I mean you know a lot of guys a lot of married men right now would kill They, I know that I've done my job a long time it's it would kill for the opportunity I had last night you know when I tell them I'm like yeah it's fun new exciting whatever but trust me when I walked away it wasn't like man I just that was the best thing ever it's like no it's just a different stimulus, a very powerful stimulus, but just a different stimulus. You know, at the end of the day, if if you're a married man that has kids, you know, I would argue, trust me, long term, your life will actually be much better than my life for multiple reasons. But ultimately, you know, pulling weight, procreating, obviously, with someone you care about and, you know, ideally care about and, you know, actually having a family. Yeah, a lot of people are opting out of that now. I do believe for most people, that's probably going to leave, lead to the greatest life satisfaction, definitely stability, but also life satisfaction. But, you know, again, with everyone wanting their rights and freedoms today, good luck with that. Good luck trying to convince someone to do That's why, you know, my heart goes out to you because essentially, you know, you remind me a lot of my mom where. You know, she grew up how you, and you know, it was everything for her to get out of that situation. And then she obviously did. It was interesting work, work, work. And she grinded all the way till her retirement. And when she retired, it's like she almost lost her mind. It was like, oh, my God, her brain, like, didn't even know how to compute having free time, not struggling, not worried about, you know, gathering more resources because she didn't have enough growing up. And then, of course, for me, growing up with the resources, I'm like, fuck. And especially being a guy, I'm like, I don't need that many resources. Like, I live like a fucking homeless person. You know, obviously, I've got a kid now, a little more expenses, but always driven very cheap cars, keep my expenses very, very low. I mean, everything I do is like very, very cheap and I don't consume things unless it's like food or something that I think will benefit me from like a business standpoint you know I don't buy frivolous things it was interesting the girl last night you know she for her new she's building a new townhome and she said she spent I think it's like 17 grand on furniture for it or something like that you know she has the money to do it but it's like I was funny like because I was straight up with her I was like see a guy would never do that she's like what do you mean I'm like a man would never spend 17 grand because if a man has 17 grand most men are gonna now there are men that will spend it but any intelligent man will take that seventeen grand and try to figure out a way to make it turn it into thirty four grand. And then turn that 34 into 64. You know, that's why if you look at my house, it's furnished with everything that's free. You know, I've never, I think actually the only money I've spent is on the the table for the podcast of the furniture in my house. And that was 200 bucks for American Furniture Warehouse. You know, that's the difference between men and women. You know, biologically, is what I tried to explain to her is we're very different. And she's like, oh, like, yeah, I know, I need the nice stuff. I need, I want the nice stuff for my home. And I'm like, well, that's fine. But that's really why, you know, how different our brains work. You know, women tend to nest more they they want to create a comfortable surrounding that's why we need each other well that's i that's was into to that yeah so catch you off sir no no but that's it but we're we're fucking our gender roles because again i would argue i'm more again feminine and again not that that's bad i just don't care i'm just like oh, i like compete I like compete it's like yeah i compete against people but not in the traditional sense like i compete again it's a borderline sociopathic it's like oh how many bodies can i get like how many women can i sleep with how much money can i make I get a lot of men compete with how much money. But again, it's less the money. It's more the freedom. Like, I don't, I still am a male. I'm pretty disagreeable. Like, yeah, I'm agreeable with other people. But when it comes to my own finances and my personal life, like, I don't want someone telling me what to do. I haven't had a boss in, fuck, 10 years now. And, you know, getting, I mean, only a company would ever hire me. Because they would look at my life and they'd be like, eh, anyone that's been working themselves for a long time. Not that I couldn't get a job somewhere, but it would be, it would be difficult for me, especially in like a structured, more corporate organization that isn't sales-based. And I've applied to jobs since the Fort Collins Club is sold. I've been turned down from almost everyone. And I think a lot of it is they read my resume. Hey, self-employed, basically. They don't like that because then they're like, well, you're a flight risk. You know, If you don't like, you know, they know I have the options to dodge and weave. You know, if you look at it, you can tell, okay, this guy probably has financial resources. Versus if he doesn't like this job, you know, we're gonna put time training into him, he can bolt immediately. And I think that that is a problem for a lot of companies. They don't they don't necessarily like to hire people like that. So but it makes it uh, then it goes back to the feminist characteristic feminine characteristics of, you know, it's I don't you know, talking to that girl last night, it's what made me it what made me attractive to her is that even though I exhibit masculine you know my voice sounds masculine I look masculine I'm very feminine I'm very agree I'm like oh yeah blow backs out have fun like get that bag like you don't need no man I just feed into it like because I'm like yeah go go ahead if I say anything if I'm like yeah yeah from a long-term partner standpoint you're gonna have a lot of trouble if that's your attitude you know like, but for me, I don't really care, and it makes me very attractive to women. But they don't understand that locking down like a guy like me is impossible because you're not going to because I'm too disagreeable. I'm still a man. I'm still not going to do anything
0: a girl tells me to do. You know. So, but we do need each other. I agree with that. We definitely need each other. You know, uh, but what the cultures do—they turn know. a house into a home, it's what a woman does. Mm-hmm. Luther Vandross says it's the best: men work and provide. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's been that was my grandparents' relationship. I mean, if you came into this house and you were with a woman, this house would look completely different. It would feel it would feel homey. It wouldn't feel like a cave. Like it, it feels almost empty in here, you know. And I feel the same way whenever I go home because it's you live with another. Single I live guy. with a single dude, you know. If there was a woman around, whenever I was dating my ex, yeah, it definitely felt like a home because she had all the you know. And you lived with your ex, yeah. No, she had everything and definitely turned it into a home real quick and I was just like yeah whatever yeah this is this is nice because if it was, was just me it would be lawn chair and living room TV you know if you come into my room now it's a fucking I have a little tiny ass dresser I put a fucking wood board on top of my dresser to make it bigger so my TV will fit and then it's just my bed that's it There's no nightstand, bitch. There's nothing else. And there's a fucking foldable chair in there. So you say we need each other, but you kind of see where society's going. I think last night, a good
1: example of, I'm not going to say an average woman, but pretty norm in our society where like, it's kind of a casual free for all, you know, and I've asked you this before and I know you have hope, but that must be discouraging for you. You must, because you're a smart guy, you know what's going on, you know, everyone, and there's Rarely is there a truly a single woman, like most women I've really learned are sleeping with at least one guy, if not multiple men, while also keeping them at arm's length. It does not matter who they are, what age they are. It just seems to be the norm. And again, I get it's not everyone. And it, can, it might not be in this moment, but generally speaking, everyone's partner counts up. Well, let me rephrase that. All women's partner counts are up, and about 10 to 20% of the men have very high body counts. That's what's happened within the last decade.
0: Yeah, I mean, I find it kind of discouraging, for sure, especially if I want a family. Trying to find a woman that I could see having my children and being with for the rest of whatever god blesses me with for a life but already the the amount of women that i see in my life that i would consider wifey material is extremely low it's extremely Uh, i mean i might see one maybe two girls a month where i'm like oh yeah that's wifey material getting to know these girls or just purely physical if i'm if i look at them and i can i'm and you're like kind of i usually am pretty good at discovering people before i actually talk to them yeah you can tell yeah, and not all the time. I'm just like, not all the time. They're, they're, but you can see them, the way they carry themselves. It's like, that's, that's somebody that could be a, a good girlfriend, a good wife, a good mother. But there's very few of those that I see with my own eyes. A, a lot of them think they are wifey material, and you are not. You are not. If you're out there, for me, I don't want someone who's posting ass pics on Instagram. That's, that's me. You want to do it, you do it. That's fine. But you don't want it. I don't want it, so... I mean, that's my preference. If I got to be six feet and up, you can't have no hate on Instagram. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> it's all personal preference, right? But again, I was assuming what a lot of, you know, these are a lot of other channels are talking about, you know, low body count. You know, someone with feminine characteristics, someone that's probably not going to be combative. I don't care how much money you make. Yeah. I don't give a damn. As long as you're working, I don't care. And, you know, someone that probably allows you to be a man, I'm assuming. And even for me, like, just
1: because we're really rewarded for not being men now, which is fucked up. It's like, for me, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around. I'm like, man, uh, this whole feminist movement, again, benefits men like me. It benefits the attractive top 10% of men that can you know that that they're good with women and you know benefits quote unquote in that it allows us to have many partners so it allows us to you know have a lot of casual sex but I mean long term clearly I mean if I got a kid body's torn apart as I always talk about like it, it doesn't benefit us long term actually short term it does benefit you know a small percentage of men but for a man like you you know it, it would be tough because and then I think okay well if I wanted to be like Devante now again I well I mean just the traditional everybody wants to be like, I don't want to be you like, necessarily but in terms of Okay, what well, would I if I was like, man, I'm going to commit. I'm going to give up my sexual reproductive strategy as a man for a woman. All those things you just talked about probably would be important to me. It's easy to me to say it's like, ah, like I've had a lot of partners and like yeah, I'm pretty open. And, you know, I don't, it's not like I would want a virgin, but it's like, fuck. I mean, if I'm going to give up, again, what biologically drives me? I'm a pretty sexual human. I probably would want someone that also values themselves. I mean, that's, and that's as a man speaking, and that's the one double standard that, you're right, it's bullshit, sorry ladies, where body count matters. Or it doesn't matter for men, matters for women, because it's like, I I think I would really care about thinking about it now, like thinking about all the girls I've dated. It's true, a girl's past does matter, And, and it actually matters a lot, because as we just talked about we're giving up everything in our biology you know listening to my podcast of just like there's nothing like just taking a girl's clothes off and you talked about it being like unwrapping a christmas present of like there's not like as a kid you're just you're so excited to see what's underneath and you know you know as a man that will fade away and you you know you can go on tinder and all these things you you can make that never go away in today's world as long as you can kind of keep your health and as long as you don't totally burn yourself you know you can In theory, do it forever. I can deal with that. But if you're going to do it, you're going to, like you said, you want a girl that's like, man, I I mean, she's got to be attractive. She's got to fit she's got to check a lot of boxes just like you as a man have to check a lot of boxes she's got to check a lot of boxes
0: am i right oh yeah of course but i mean that's very hard today oh it's extremely hard today i would like to say i I want to someone who carries himself like a lady i guess is what's what it would be you know somebody who is comfortable with themselves but they're not afraid to be like goofy they don't care what other people think they don't give a fuck about the whole social media shit yeah they don't care about their ego ego is what's the crazy shit it's like oh yeah the internet's like that oh dude it's crazy i've been with a girl who's one way in public to all these other people I'm like oh she's so sweet she's so sweet and then as soon as it's just her and i behind closed doors fucking 180 it's like jesus christ that's what the social media has done portray everything is beautiful and roses i'm the sweetest person in the world let's put each other on fucking tiktok social medias all of them but then we just had a fucking argument three minutes before this photo and then you're posting oh i love this dude so much it's like yeah
1: Hey, oh yeah, you really posted the good stuff.
0: Well, anyone anybody who is posting their their relationship a lot, usually you should probably ask themselves, are they actually happy in their relationship? More than likely it's a no. It's a front for yourself.
1: You no, know, and you know, we're saying all this, but also, you know, we're not I would argue me you mean you are not. We're not like extreme. It's not like, oh, she's gotta be pure like the old ways, like in the kitchen cooking and all that stuff. Like, no, I don't because a lot of channels I know promote yeah. stuff like that. I hope she likes to cook because I love to cook. And I clean, I cook, like, even though I live like a minimalist, like, you tell a girl doesn't live here, it is clean. Like, my house isn't disgusting. Mm-hmm. You know, I keep my yard nice. I keep my house nice. You know, I don't... And again, I would contribute to that. It's not like we're like, oh, we got to stick to these strict traditional roles. It's like purely from an attraction standpoint, I have learned, where it's like, fuck, like, I'm sorry, ladies. I, I mean, this is really honestly how men think, where it's like your past matters in... And- it isn't fair but guess what it isn't fair for men that their future matters because most men again are sitting at in their fucking parents basement playing video games eating nachos and fucking getting taco bell or sitting in their apartments dude i mean so it's like okay so you can judge and discount men like that left and right all day but then you're going to discount a man that also has preferences that's bullshit you know it's a, it's a combination of yes being yourself it's not being a saint or being pure or something like that but being honest i think being honest and you know knowing that it is a partnership i think gender roles are important like my son will have better success if i maintain a masculine role which is why it's actually nice being single right now because for him i can really do that because right now it's just me and him there's no influence there's no female influence of just like no like not no it's like no i can truly be like okay well how do i want him to behave as a man to a man or a boy to a man. So
0: You know when I think about? I think about if I had a daughter and then she was dating a guy, how would I want him to treat my daughter? That's kind of how I I try to go about a relationship. It's like, that's somebody's daughter and they definitely don't want them mistreated. They want to be treated right. And I think any woman out there should think the same. It's like, how would you want your son to be treated? But in yourself too, the men and women.
1: Oh, How to treat yourself. I mean, again sitting in your parents basement playing video games yeah that's not treating yourself well being a girl showing your ass running through men just getting run through that's not treating yourself well so it's both sexes i'm faulting myself too with that trust me i ain't trying to fault one sex or the other it's just like that truly matters and again it sucks because
0: that is literally biologically how we're driven yeah i think it's all about it's all about getting better to recognizing if you weren't who you would have liked to have been in a moment. I mean, I've been a shitty boyfriend before, for sure. I mean, I recognize that. I recognize that towards the end of the relationship and that's the biggest reason why I let it go so she could go and do better than me because I was not a good person at that time. So It's just recognizing who you are at that moment. If it's not good, don't keep putting somebody else through it either there's no reason for that and just keep trying to grow It's what i've been trying to do anyway be okay with who you are yeah oh yeah i love i love who i am i would say i love myself not in a egotistical way but i love myself i love who i've become happy with myself Yeah. like just like
1: you said continue to learn you know i've learned a lot from you just like you said you've learned a lot from me maybe Mm -hmm. that's cool that's what's going to make us better that's why i mean again people are you know starving to come on this thing is because you know, for that, whatever we record, an hour, hour and a half they're going for about right now, it's like people get to be very present. It's nice because I've always wanted to scale up the personal training and I've finally been able to mm-hmm. do it. For people that really want to share, And now again, a lot of my clients, they share things with me that are confidential. And it's not for everybody, but I think for a lot of people, especially younger people, this is really important to them because they don't mind. They're just like, look, my shit's already out there. I've used the dating apps, I've used the Instagram, I've watched a lot of porn, I'm playing video games all the time, online shopping problem, blah, 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 blah. And they're just like, man, this shit is potent as hell. This shit is potent as hell.
0: I do think some people do care, because there are people that we've asked and they refuse to come on. They keep. I think they keep making excuses why they can't <laughs> come on, honestly. Oh, yeah. They, they think we're going to grill them, and it's not that we're going to grill them. It's just we're going to ask questions maybe they've never thought of before, and maybe they're afraid of the answers that they'll find within themselves, which is very important. I think a lot of us are afraid of our own selves. Mm -hmm. I think we're afraid of asking questions and answering them for ourselves and figuring out who we actually are. And we don't want to go against this norm that society has created now, which is... Probably what's best is to go against the norm that society has created. Don't be afraid to be yourself. No.
1: Again, limit your choice and yeah, go against the
0: norm. And again, I was going into the norm. I think what I, you know, the last few weeks,
1: it's like going into the norm. And again, my dad's going through chemo, the sun, work. It's easy to get stressed. You know, we all have different stress reliefs. Some people use drinking. You know, for me, it's sex and porn. It's not a mystery. And it's just like, okay, it's okay. And to be okay with it, just be like, okay, well, this is to understand it just being like this isn't even real you know i was thinking that when i deleted hinge last night afterwards i was like that's not my entire experience it was like a simulation that was so fake you know again no not speaking ill of the girl at all because i think for her it's the same thing it's like this isn't real we never would have met we have nothing in common i mean besides we're you know i guess nice people and we're just trying to get dopamine we're just trying to get pleasure and then keep everyone at arm's length even though we talking to her i don't think she wants people someone at arm's length i don't think i want someone at arm's length i know like you just said we need each other and we're i know i'm better off with a woman but again it's a tough sell it's a tough sell especially for someone like me it's like really i'm gonna come have someone move in here and potentially ruin my shit and especially with everything go that goes on it's such a losing contract for a man and again i hate to put it that way but the marriage contract doesn't generally speaking now again i get women are out hurting men now, so it, it can benefit men. Generally speaking, it does not benefit men, you know, from a uh, children's standpoint, from a financial standpoint, you know, and I know it's a kind of a paranoid way to look at it. I'm, I'm trying to change that view of it, but it's real. It's, you know, 80% of women are, or 80% of divorces are initiated by a woman, 50 to 60% divorce rate. I really think it's pushing, it's like, man, those odds, terrible. And it's like, man, I'm a, I'm an odds guy. Like that sounds atrocious. And I got to fuck one woman the rest of my life. I mean, like, I'll be everything you'll think. And I got to fuck one woman. Like it's a tough sell. Even sitting here now, I'm like, man, I'm not going to get back on hinge. Like I get it. That's, it's, oh, it's hopefully it's over for me. It's because I'm not going to say like, I'll never do it again. If I do it, I don't, again, I'm just going to try and be mindful of it. I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I wish you luck. I'm nice. fucked. I mean, if you think you're fucked, then yeah, you're done. It's all about a mindset. And again, I'm being
1: present. I'm fine. I mean, again, the pro is it doesn't matter. I could add 10 more bodies on. I still could get a wife within the year. And that is a double standard that the only double standard I would say that really benefits men.
0: Do you think, I'm not saying I should do it, it just, that's the, the truth. Since you were younger, and you didn't have a lot of confidence and you got older, you started getting a little bit of attention from women that, you are sleeping with these women to fill a void. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about fill a void. It's more of we're... Filling as if you
1: were worth something. Cool. That's deep. Maybe at the beginning and even even now, uh, po- possibly, but on us, fun. It's just like, well, I'm going to die at some point, so I'm I'm literally like a fucking bunny or a squirrel or a fucking whatever i'm just here on planet earth not i'm not going to be here like fucking people over or stealing or murdering or anything like that you know i'm going to behave myself in society and I, i've tried to help people you know i'd get a lot of job satisfaction out of like helping people find good cars and you know i'm good at my job with physical therapy and personal training but you know that it's like okay so I contribute to society but it's still an absurd meat suit so I might as well just you know blow backs out and have fun obviously for heavy drinking you know a lot of drinking and fun which usually went hand in hand with Hooking up, so I, I think it was more the fun factor. Because even the woman I would go after, you know, even I'll never forget one of my. God, this is such a funny story. I think it was my buddy's like thirty fourth or fifth birthday, and I went out, and his girlfriend's sister was out with us, and she was with some friends, and of course we were all wasted. I was like talking to this one girl who I will give her was not. She was definitely older, not as attractive as my friend's girlfriend's sister, and, and again I you know, she was, she got really mad at me that I wasn't picking her, that I wasn't going to sleep with her tonight. And I'm like, eh. I was like, it's a numbers game, honey. Like, it's not that I don't, I, I, you know, you're attractive, I guess, but it's like, this girl literally is from New Jersey here for work, has her own VRBO, isn't living with one of my best friends. Cause it's me. And you know, at that time it's like, fuck being faithful. Like I'm not going to be sticking around. So I'm going to hook up with you. You're probably going to have some sort of feelings for me and you're going to know who I am. Or I could sleep with this older woman. Yeah, not as attractive, but guess what? You know, I was in, this is where my thought went, like, that, the sex will be better and she doesn't even live here. So you could say that's sociopathic, but it's calculated. I'm a math guy. Like I really break down into numbers. You know, People, yeah, they're, you know, I do find people very interesting, but even who I choose to hook up with, I really, you know, I want it to be a good experience. I don't want it to be like a waste of time for me. You know, it's like, I want to be fun. You know, I like ideally the girl pleasing me as much as I'm pleasing her. So that's important on top of, okay, someone that isn't going to fuck my life up socially because I don't want anything if things don't work out well or they catch emote feelings or whatever. I don't want that. So I think it's more of this is this is a simulation. So I want to have as much fun as possible. I think that's what it turned into. The insecurity was always there. And even now I'm still an anxious guy. I think the anxiety drives my sex drive, but it's a lot less insecurity now. I have no problem going up and talking to girls. And you know, I, I think I have more confidence in myself now that I, I look better. I mean, I think I've looked, I look better the old I've gotten for sure yeah again if this is just a simulation I want to have as much fun as I can they'll they'll live fast die die young that was always my plan interesting but you know again I grew up with you know people with tons of money grew up. I grew up in a life of what I think you're striving for that's what's comical about our situation and us knowing each other. is like you're striving to be where my parents got. Yeah. Nice neighborhood. Again, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know what you don't care about, like a nice car, but you want you know more of what my what my parents had. I can see it in you. And it's funny that it's like me, a lot of my friends that grew up there. We're doing the all the opposite of that. Like a lot of my friends live all around the world doing random ass shit. Bartenders and nomads and they you know, rancher in Wyoming. Like was, we're all over the map now. Oh. But no one, very few people were like, yeah, I'm going to get a high paying career. I'm going to start the family. It was maybe like 30, 40% of us. Most people went off and did kind of ran away from the wealth and the cookie cutter lifestyle. So, cookie cutter. Yeah, no, that's what, it, well, that's what it looked like to yeah. me. Is it looked like cookie cutter lies to me. And I was like, yeah, even now. It's just about providing for me. Well, that's because you didn't get, mm. you know, I, I got that. Stability. Yeah. You didn't have stability. You didn't have provisions like I did. I did. So my curious brain went to a lot of other places why i behave the way i do for sure
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's why i want to move to a city as well because where i grew up we didn't have fucking shit you I remember we would drive around in one of my best friend's cars It'd be all fucking dudes in there. And we'd meet up at fucking McDonald's and we'd go in McDonald's and we'd sit there for two hours. Oh, what are we going to do tonight? What are we going to do tonight? We're going to do shit. We get out of fucking McDonald's lobby. We go into the fucking parking lot. We're all sitting in the car. Three or four other cars pull up and we're all talking to each other. It's like, yeah, well, it's about two o'clock in the morning now, so let's just go home. It's like, we not going <laughs> do fucking shit because there was nothing to fucking do. I mean, anybody who grew up in a small town, there's a parking lot somewhere where all the kids are hanging out and that's what the fuck we were doing and i was like i remember sitting there i was like this is the dumbest fucking thing and i was like i hate this like i enjoy being with i enjoy being with like my best friends but not all of them were like friends of mine to me they were just people that i knew i didn't really care for them like that i cared for like two or three people who were in the car other than that I'm like yeah fuck i was like this is the Dumb as shit I don't want to do this I don't want my kids To grow up doing this I want them to have Some type of a life Be able to go somewhere Like oh hey dad We're gonna go to this Fucking jumping gym Or some bullshit They're doing something Different every week With their friends I'm gonna fucking sit In a fucking dollar General parking lot Fucking talking to These people That's
1: Because so much of your experiences, I mean, make you who you are. Yeah, I'll never forget the last family vacation I went on. It was to Hawaii, and it was funny. You talk about how you hate this. That's what I was thinking while I was in Hawaii with my family, all-inclusive resort, doing all these things. I was like, "This is fuck. This sucks. Like fuck this." (laughs) Which. Yeah, isn't that have But again, I've been traveling on a plane since I was six months old. First time I flew was six months. I went down to Florida to see my grandparents. I've been traveling all over the world till 16, and then they let me stay home. And, you know, I just, it's funny because, you know what, I wanted to do just get fucked up with my friends. So we would just hang out in like the park and get fucked up and do things. So I'd miss out on family vacations and then I'd just get kegs at the house, and throw ragers and shit like that. It's interesting.
0: Because if, if I was close with family and like we were all, we were all close, I probably would have preferred to do that. I probably would prefer to go with my family and do all that shit, but we're not close. So I went and hung out with friends and I love spending time with my friends One of my favorite things. But if they're just, especially in high school, if there were just people there that I didn't really care for, I fucking hated it. I hated being there. I was like, dude, I'd rather just be us three chilling or just you and I chilling than hanging around all these superficial people. I fucking hated it. In fucking Dollar General. Not to talk shit on everybody, but this is just how I felt at that time. I was like, man, a lot of these people are just small minded. They they love this. They love the fact that they're here at Dollar General. And maybe I had the wrong outlook on it at that moment, but I fucking hated it. I think it was
1: to your perception of the world just like my perception of the world was literally 180 of yours because i was like you know when they had at a ferrari and i was like fuck that like fuck this guy and obviously my other neighbor heart surgeon just left his family one day along with all the other crazy shit people would do you know these multi-million dollar homes and cherry hills and gruna village i just was like i was so unimpressed by it i was like this shit's fucking stupid as hell You know, I, yeah, that was just me. I I don't know. Obviously not everyone thinks that way. They grew up there, but it's interesting. A lot of us did. A lot of us went and chose very nomadic lifestyles. I would say, especially the men, you know, the men really, if I look at most of the men that grew up like how I did really went their own ways. I mean, some are married with families, but most of us are pursuing something totally different because we grew up with the stability. You know, we grew up with all that. And, you know, we saw our parents struggle. We saw people around us struggle. And so we thought, oh, well, you know, I thought at least it's like, oh, you can avoid the struggle by doing something else. And then you're like, no, I'm sitting here at 32 going on 33. It's like, no, I struggle just in a different way. I've had a lot of fun I've had a lot of fun, but I still struggle. So I'm like, I mean, you know, it all makes sense to me of being, you know, whoever can be the most present wins. I'm just with my life right now. And again, I'm okay. I'm okay being single. I'm okay with where I'm at. Career-wise, financially, the fact that I do get to work for myself, the fact I've got great people in my life, you know, even with my dad's cancer, I know he'll he'll beat it and he'll live. You no, know, I'm very, I can recognize I'm very blessed and I'm okay with that. And Just with who I am right now. But it doesn't mean I can't improve. It doesn't mean I can't be a better version tomorrow. Be aware of my behavior. Use my time to try to help people and do things like this. Not be like, oh, time for another hinge date. Time to blow another back out tonight. It's like, nah, I mean, that's probably not the best use of time. So, you know, and then I, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to beat myself up for it, but I'm not going to, I'm going to choose not to do that right now. If I do do it again, watch porn, do all that, I'm not going to beat myself up for it. I'm just going to be like, okay. It was that a constructive use of time? Is it addiction? How much do should you do? Can you do? I don't know. Because everyone has to figure that out for themselves. Whatever it is. I don't care if it's drugs, alcohol, whatever.
0: Yeah, it's definitely something I've gotten a lot better at is being in the present. Because I used to I used to think that people don't really care about me as much as I used to care about them. And now I just don't give a fuck. Like I've only had two friends come visit me. I've had one friend come visit me for one day. He had a pregnant wife at the time and he was driving. So I was like, hey, dude, you can just chill in my place, which is cool. And then I went and visit him for like a week. Then I had one friend come out here and move with me. He only lasted for about six months he hated it Colorado which is strange but this town was way too big for him but other than that i've never had a single friend come visit me and i live in such a cool place and i would be like i i don't know if i need to reevaluate my friends because i was like man i live in such a cool place like why wouldn't anybody want to come visit me and i go and i was like man they could be resources i don't know yeah i don't don't think that way anymore i mean you never but because they would always be like oh man you got to come back home and i was like dude i fucking grew up there you still live there like get out come visit me i live in a cool place that you've never been to before and we've gone and visited other friends of ours in different states i'm just like i'm doing this but no one wants to come to visit me i now i don't care it doesn't bother me but I, for a little bit it definitely bothered me because i was like i don't think people like me as much as they like to say they do but now i don't give a fuck because i'm happy with myself you shouldn't and honestly your main focus because again
1: if you want yeah not it's like oh i want you want to be like my parents Like it, your your life will look different, but you for what you want in life and kind of how our economic system works, assume keeps moving on the way it does. You're being smart. I mean, getting multiple in streams of income, learning how to save, learning how to use your money to make money. That's more important now than ever. I mean, you know, I'm very blessed that I'm in a position where I can actually help my son out. You know, I'm definitely not rich, but you know, I'm not you know, I understand our economic system that it's like, yeah, you know, while he's with me, he'll have, you know, opportunities and things to do, you know, while I'm still establishing boundaries because it's like, look, I'm not here to save the whole family or something like that. Unfortunately, no, this is, it's not, it wasn't my choice. It was a wasted tequila night. I get, I did make choices when I was 25, but you know, this isn't, this is, it's a very odd scenario. You know, if, if I did, you know, was, was, was with this person or something like that, it'd be a lot different. But then again, the whole scenario would be different. I'm sure I would find out. I'm sure if I know myself and I was actually dating someone, even if it wasn't meant to be, I would still be involved. And, you know, it would have been anyone I've dated seriously. I'm thinking about all the girls I seriously dated. If I had a kid with them, it would be okay. I might not be with them necessarily. But I would make it work, and I wouldn't just, like, kick him out and just be some deadbeat father or something like that. I mean, hell, I'm doing it for someone I don't even know. Someone with a very
0: hard life that I... I, It's just less about her and more about your offspring.
1: But, you know, it's that... Her, like, yeah, you know, I put new tires on her car the other day because it's like, well, these blow, then everyone dies, and he dies. Like, that's not good. Like things like that, you know. Again, you're thinking about your offspring, but then you're really thinking about. Her. Yeah. But you know, I hopefully, you know, that it's like she can take things from me. Of like, well, just like you've you've learned from me. It's like, hey, this is how I behave. This is how I manage my finances. You can anyone can start any Wealth of knowledge about it and just, you got to start now. Unless you want to live just in poverty the rest of your life, you got to start today. And it's tough because you got to forego the things that you really like to do. And again, and having kids, it makes it really tough because, you know, you got to raise your kids and everything like that. Yes. But you also have to think longer term of like, well, maybe I don't need to buy them all these toys. They got to suck it up, no toys. And so I can save money and and start learning how to invest or whatever, be able to get some sort of retirement and also, you know, help, help them long-term when it comes to sports or, or things that are more beneficial than instant gratification things or you know stuff you're splurging on yourself whether it's drinking or going out to eat or traveling or whatever you got to forego that shit if you really can't afford it you probably shouldn't be doing it especially if you have a family yeah man about putting something above yourself that's it right, right there and being present you're okay right now but please for the love of god if you're listening to this you gotta pull weight I know we've talked about it before, but it's like, pick up a load. If you don't, if you're, if you have enough time to play 30, 40 hours of video games, you got time to go on Hinge, you got time to fucking go on Instagram or TikTok, you got time to go on, uh, I was actually looking at this today, for possible listeners to do this, volunteer opportunities in Fort Collins. If people wanted to get together and, you know, they have a bunch of different things that people can do. And we'll, we can post actually on our social media, but you know, where it's like, if you have time to scroll and do all this, you you have time to usually help other people. You know, there's places that can really benefit your time. And I, and I hope, you know, I would be doing more of that. And I think I, I would be if I wasn't going through with what well, my dad's going through it, along with having a kid, you know, even for him, I'd love to bring him along and do stuff. You know, this is all me coming up with ideas. Cause again, we're all about less tech, more neck. And it's like, okay, well in person, you know, volunteer is a great, great thing to do. Look up different volunteer opportunities in your area, whether you live in Fort Collins or not, there's, there's always things you can do. There's always people that need help. There's always, you know, anything you can do besides sure fucking
0: drinking or whatever. If you do want to make money, I am hiring. There if Anybody wants a, a sales job, hit me up. I will hire somebody who's looking to change their life. Give people opportunities. There's always something you can do, though. If you're getting tired of sitting at the house and you're feeling like you're in this monotonous rut. Yeah, it's a lot of people, right? now. Nah, it's tons of fucking million people. fucking people. I mean, shit, that's me sometimes. Me too. Doing <laughs> two jobs. I feel like I'm in a monotonous rut. It's like, fuck. Can I switch this shit up? Do have more jobs? Well, again, for you. But again, I, I like how you said you're not giving up hope on, on you know, day
1: or other things again I know that's not your priority but it's you know the fact to be open
0: it's gonna be a to Ooh. be a, a woman first <laughs> yeah thank you uh, thank you I appreciate that oh, no, you'll be, it's, it's, I'm not sleeping uh, with anybody either which is smart because you're not fucking like me you ever found out you are not fuck around and find I'm Mr. Fuck and
1: it's it's a hard fucking coaster to get off of and I know I'm talking to all you motherfuckers doing it out there men and women it's mostly women I'm talking to right now. That's the funny thing. It's a small percentage of men that can actually pull it off, but a lot of women are just doing it just because they can't. If you're a woman, you just have the opportunity, so. And it's like, yo, you might think it's fun right now and the attention is a hell of a driver, but long term, mm-hmm. it will bite you in the ass. It is biting you in the ass, I think, us talking about this. And again, for the men are able to, it's going you know, to bite you in the ass too, motherfuckers. So remember that. Stop that shit. And you're feeding into it too. Every time you go do, do that, you're feeding into the system. You stupid fox. Like, I hate to say that, but it's true. Including myself. I did it last night. I fed into the system, taking myself off. You see me on hinge, call me out on that shit. Especially if you know me. You see me just like, fuck that guy. Text me, call me. Just be like, fuck you. Fuck you, Eric.
0: <laughs> so I'm not having sex till marriage. That's bullshit. I'm not having sex till marriage. Uh-oh.
1: Well, you am a new, new man. You haven't had sex since your fucking ex. So I know you're. Fu- I know it's. It, honest to God, it is good because you're one good blowjob away from turning. Into
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I'm done doing with women right now. I'm just completely focused on myself. So, well, that's okay. But that's see that that sentiment
1: is is problematic whether you're fucking or not because mm. that's where you get obviously the population collapse we're going to experience and obviously the loneliness the.
0: I just don't see anybody worth trying for right now. And again, this is the first time I've been, a, been single for this long. So I've just been working on myself the entire time. I think if you're, I don't, I'm not a chronic dater. I'm just in a long relationship and then a short relationship almost immediately afterwards. And it was like, yeah. Oh, no, you, you need to, I mean, you need to chill and I need to chill, but different ways. Exactly. Jump chilling, chilling like a motherfucking villain and I feel good about it. Until. God bless you. God bless you. This episode was brought to you by Let's More Next. So we'll do another interview later on this week. Not sure who we're going to have on yet But if you do want to come on Definitely hit us up on the socials Instagram, Discord, Twitter We don't have a TikTok yet But I will make one eventually Just hit up us on there
1: Yeah, guys And gals, till then Just stay present Take care of yourselves
0: Love ya Love you too Let's take my neck you mm, Y'all hear what I say Let's take more neck For your mother and your brother We gonna hear from Eric and Devante well, it's strange times and these are strange days, and it's strange people live in strange ways. So expect, let's take Monique.